Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are a God that we could surrender everything to, knowing that you have everything in control. And Father, that it's safe to put our lives into your hands. So Father, I pray for your strength, for the power of your Holy Spirit this morning to speak through me and to speak to the members of all of those who are watching at home. Thank you so much for this opportunity to serve you this way. In your son's name we pray, amen. Well, welcome everybody, and once again, thank you so much for welcoming us to your home this morning. It's been kind of like a crazy couple weeks, huh? It seemed like only maybe a couple weeks ago I was using our electric heater in our um, bedroom at night because it's so cold. Now we've got our air conditioning going. So, yeah, it's been quite a few weeks, um, especially going through this uh, coronavirus safer at home. But I trust that God is working in your life and that despite the difficulties that we're going through, that you are seeing good in the midst of all of this because God is still in control. Well, for the last week, we talked about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit and being to be baptized uh, with the Holy Spirit. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to start off with kind of an illustration to kind of explain what I was going to, what I talked about last week, because we're going to continue on the subject on what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. And so, I have a cup here, and I want you to imagine that this is a this is you, and this is the Holy Spirit. And so, when you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and choose to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit comes into your lives, and you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so, once again, the whoops, the Holy Spirit um, is poured into your lives. I hope you could see this. It's you know the food coloring in here, in here, but it's blue. Okay, and so this represents your life being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, and see the problem a lot of us have is when we first come to Jesus, we go, "Wow, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit," and this is a great experience. And you're you're loving walking with uh, Jesus. You're excited about your new life in Christ, and you're uh, you're just experiencing the work of the Holy Spirit in ways that you never did before, because the Holy Spirit's living inside you. So this is your life. But the problem that most of us um, experience is that we think that this is our life 24-7. And it's true that the Holy Spirit um, is with you and resides in you for the rest of your life. However, this is the way that the Holy Spirit really works in our life. And it's like this, right? We think our lives are filled, right? So we fill our life, the Holy Spirit comes in, and our lives are full, right? But however, you notice that the liquid is being drained from it. The Holy Spirit is um, slowly leaking from our life. And that's due to the fact that we, we sin, we're not perfect, we still have our selfish desires, we are not fully devoted to um, following Jesus. So this is what happens, is that um, our cups that were once full are no longer full, and then the power of the Holy Spirit is slowly and slowly waning in our lives until 
It's barely a trickle. And if you could take a look, I know it's hard to see in this cup, but the Holy Spirit's still there. All right, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave, but your ability, the Holy Spirit's ability to act powerfully in your life is no longer there. Now, of course, he can act that way, but the fact is that in order for us to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, we need to keep being filled by the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Why? Because every single day, you know, this happens, okay? And so for the most part, this is how we live our lives. Not this way. And so the problem is, is if you think that this is the way the Holy Spirit works, is that, oh, you know, I've been filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm just living my life, and I really don't have to do anything, well, guess what? Your life does not look like this. Your life really, in actuality, looks like this. And and so what I have to say is really important, because I, you know, a lot of people you know, come and talk to me and say, you know what, I haven't experienced the power of the Holy Spirit in a really long time. You know, I experienced him when I first came to know Jesus Christ, but it's been a long time since I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. And the reason why you haven't experienced the power of the Holy Spirit is not that the Holy Spirit's not in your life. It's just that this is your life right here. You think it's this. But in reality, it's this. And so the good news is what we're going to talk about today is if you are in a spiritual slump right now, and I know that all of us have been in spiritual slumps. I've been in spiritual slumps before. I'm going to let you know how to break out of it so you can experience the wonderful life, the spirit-filled life that God intended you to live. Because that's the best way to live. When you are filled with the Spirit, when you experience the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's what Jesus said. He said that when he sends the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit Spirit will be accompanied with power. And that's the way that Jesus wants us to live. Not on a battery that's almost dead, but with a battery that's fully charged. So if you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to Ephesians 5, starting with verse 15. Ephesians 5, starting from verse 15. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Apostle Paul starts out here and saying, You know, be careful, guys, how you live. Watch how you live, because there's really only two options for the way you live your life. He says, one, you could live your life unwisely, or two, you could live your life wisely. There's really no choice when it comes to living living a life of faith. Either we could live wisely, or we could live live unwisely. And he was he's saying this because the days are evil. You know, it's kind of like the way the society that we're living today, where for the most part, people are not seeking God. People are trying to live their lives the best way that they want to live their lives and doing the things that the world says would give you um, satisfaction and, and happiness. And so Paul is saying that the days are evil. So he said, make every opportunity 
to live wisely. But he says, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Don't live unwisely. But the wise person, to live wisely, is the person who understands what the Lord's will is for their lives. And so, how many of you want to know what God's will is for your life? I know a lot of people say, you know, Pastor Dave, what's God's will for your life? How do I know what God's will is for my life? Well, it's right here. Paul lays it out. He says, don't get drunk with on wine, which leads to debauchery. I mean, have you ever seen a person who is drunk? I mean, it's been a really long time since I've experienced this, but I've seen people who are intoxicated to the point where they no longer have control over what they say and what they do, that the alcohol has taken control of their life. And oftentimes, they behave in a way, in such a manner that they want if they were sober. They were being conf- uh, uh, controlled by alcohol. And so the Bible makes it clear that as believers, we are not to be controlled by anything other than the Spirit. And so being drunk, getting drunk, is not a lifestyle that believers should participate in. It's something that we should say, you know what, this is something I shouldn't do because I'm being controlled by something other than the Spirit. And so the will of God is not to be controlled by something of, let's say, like alcohol or whether it's drugs or or anything like that. But what he said, God's will for us is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So if it's God's will for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit, how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? Because many of us are living our lives like this, right? Are living our lives like this. We're tired. We don't feel God's power. You know, we go day after day trying to fake it when it comes to our um, faith. We're putting on a good face when we come to Sunday, um, when it comes to church on Sunday or life group. But all the while, this is the way our life lives. This is where our life feels like. And we're the only one who knows it. And you desperately want to get back to the point where you were like this. And so turn with me to Romans 8.5. Turn with me to Romans 8.5. And the Apostle Paul says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. And so the first step of being controlled by the Spirit is that we set our minds on the things of the Spirit. Now, the good thing about this sermon, and this is what I want you to do, is as I'm talking, as I'm sharing Scripture with you, it's really easy for you to really take a look at your life in light of Scripture and saying, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I not doing this? And hopefully, by the end of this sermon, you'll just be able to figure out um, what's going on in your life and why you are living like this, okay? And so the first step is to have your mind set on what the Spirit desires. Now, it's interesting to have your mind set. What the Apostle Paul says is this is your focus, 
This is where you, you are putting your time. This is where you're putting your energy. This is your bent. This is your natural tendency now. Your natural tendencies and your bent before you were a believer were to do the things of this world, to be engaged in the activities of the things of this world that people find um, um, joy, they find satisfaction, and they find accomplishment and value. He said, you used to live that way. But he said, now, now that you're a believer, your natural tendency is or should be on things focused on the Spirit, on what the Spirit desires. You should no longer be focusing on the things of this world. So let me ask you this question. If you're looking at your life right now, and you look at, okay, we have seven days a week, 24 hours a day, how much of your time and energy and your natural tendencies is spent on what the Spirit desires? For your parents, how much of your time and your energy and your desires are focused on what the Spirit wants for your children? Or is the majority of your energy being focused on the, what this world wants for them? And so the first step in being controlled by the Spirit means that we have to set our minds on the things of the Spirit. Because once again, the Apostle Paul also gives us two choices. Either we are having our minds set on the things of the Spirit, or we have our minds set on the things of the flesh. And if we have our minds set on the things of the flesh, we will never live a life being filled with the Holy Spirit. Basically, setting our minds on the things of the Spirit means directing our attention to the teachings of the apostles, the words of Jesus, and what is taught by the authors of the Old Testament. In other words, if we are to set our minds to the Spirit, it is to be reading what the Bible says and obeying it. And if we do this long enough, if this becomes our bent, if we set our minds of the things of God, then eventually we will be controlled by the Spirit. However, for some of us, we just read the Bible. But being filled with the Holy Spirit goes so much beyond just reading the Bible. Turn with me to James 1.22. And James says, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. It says, don't just listen, to your, just don't listen to the word, because if you just listen to the word, you're just deceiving yourself if you think it's going to do anything for you. But what he says, to do what it says, that's where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in. It's when you start doing what it's saying. Verse 25, 125, But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Living life filled by the Holy Spirit and obeying his word is to live a blessed life. Is to live a blessed life. And so how do we do this? How do we do this? Because I know a lot of us, when we read the word, 
uh, we just kind of check it off. It's my checklist. Oh, okay, it's my daily devotion, or I read the Bible today. But it's more. There's so much more than just reading it. You have to do what it says. But then that takes a change of attitude, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So turn with me to First uh, Thessalonians one three. First Thessalonians one three. And so for those of you who are in my First Thessalonians class, this should be a review to you. Okay, but this is what the Paul, what the Paul, Apostle Paul says in First Thessalonians, verse one, chapter three. We remember. Oh, excuse me. We remember for, before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so basically, I just want to focus on three words here. And the three words here are work, labor, and endurance. And so if we are to live a life controlled by the Holy Spirit, if we are to live a life um, of discipleship that's not only reading God's Word and doing what it says, there are some things, there's some, our attitude, we have to have the right attitude. And the first thing it says that Paul is, says he's remembering their work. And in this case, pretty much a work refers to an act or achievement or just the function itself. So basically what we're talking about in this context of this sermon is reading and obeying the Bible. So work means reading and obeying the Bible. Because the Bible includes everything that we need to know about living in a relationship with God that glorifies with Him. However, it's not just obeying God's written word. It's also obeying God's spoken word. Like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Because the Holy Spirit wants to communicate with you. So in a sense, if you sense that God is calling you to do something and you don't, well, that's sin. That's living a life where the Holy Spirit the power of the Holy Spirit is being depleted in your life. James 4.17 says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Right? So we need to obey his written word as well as his spoken word. And then he focuses on labor. Labor is the amount of effort you put into reading and obeying what the Bible says. Now, labor here conveys a demanding, strenuous kind of work done to the point of exhaustion. So, as you are trying to focus your mind on the things of the Spirit by obeying, by reading and obeying the Scripture, how much labor are you putting into it? Were the words um, strenuous or you're doing this to the point of exhaustion? Does that resonate with you? Because this is what it takes. And there's a big difference. You know, when my wife was uh, giving birth to our son Michael, I could say, you know what? Grace gave birth to our son Michael. And you say, wow, you know, that's great. That's so wonderful. However, what if I said, you know, Grace had to go through 12 hours of labor giving birth to Michael? That changes your perspective. Because when you're saying 12 hours of labor, just the word labor 
changes the context of that illustration or that description of birth. And it should change the description of how, how you're doing or the amount of effort that you are putting into living out your Christian faith. Are you just going through the motions or are you laboring to do so? And finally, he says persevering. Persevering in reading and obeying the Bible. Now, the word endurance conveys the idea of um, endurance, perseverance, and it literally means to condition yourself under pressure. So being filled with the Holy Spirit, setting your minds on the things of the Spirit requires perseverance. It can't be just, okay, I'm going to try one time and, you know, the Holy Spirit um, didn't show up, so uh, I'm going to stop doing it. No, it's persevering over and over and over again, even in the midst of failure, even in the midst of, okay, God, I don't get it. Where's your Holy Spirit? But your desire is to have your mind set on the Holy Spirit, so you're continuing doing it over and over and over and over again. So let me ask you this question. Are you minimally reading the Bible and obeying what it says and obeying what God's spoken word is to you? And are you doing this with an attitude of intensity and strenuous work? And are you persevering in it? All those three things have to be a part of how you live out your faith. Because if you're not doing those things, if this is not your mindset as you approach how to live your Christian life, once again, this is going to be your life. Now, the Holy Spirit, even though the Holy Spirit's, you might say his presence is not there, he's still there. And even the smallest portion of an infinitely power God, infinitely powerful God can do an amazing things in your life. But however, that's not the, whole, the way the Holy Spirit operates. You have this at your disposal. And the Holy Spirit will only work in your life when you are full of the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit requires us to persist in putting a lot of effort in reading and obeying the Scripture. And if we're not doing that, we can't expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We can't expect to experience the Christian life. And so if you haven't experienced God in a long time, my guess is that the problem lies here. But the good news is that could change. As all you have to do is start focusing and setting your mind on the things of the Spirit. So what's the weekly challenge this week? The weekly challenge is this. I'd like you to read James 5, 15 through 18, and James 1, 
to 22 to 25 every single day. But as you read these scriptures, I don't want you just to read it for the sake of reading it. As you read the Bible, try to sense what God is trying to tell you beyond these words, okay, that you're reading. Because when you're reading scripture, scripture is alive, and God is trying to tell you something. Whenever I read scripture, you know, I sense God telling me and speaking through me. What is God trying to tell you? And then finally, do what he says. Do what he says. When you read scripture and you have a sense that God is calling you to do something, do what he says. And once you start to labor and to put some time and put some effort into your spiritual life, once you start setting your minds on the things of the Spirit, that you focus on those things, that this becomes your natural desires and your natural tendencies, then you will start being filled by the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, knowing that we're still sinners, we still make mistakes, and the power of the Holy Spirit is going to drain out of us. But if we set our, mind, if we set our minds on the things of the Spirit, we could be refilled and live the wonderful life that Jesus wants us to live. Let's pray and the worship team please come forward. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending us the Holy Spirit. For it is the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the powerful life that you want us to live. And Father, we know that even though we have chosen to follow you, we are still flawed. We still have sin in our lives. We still have attitudes, Father, that you're trying to change in our lives that drain the Holy Spirit's power from our lives. And if you are sitting here today, and if you were listening, and if the Holy Spirit was convicting you that it's been a while since you felt his presence in your life, may you just take a few moments to reflect on that, to reflect on why you haven't felt the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Many times you might be blaming God, you know, but it's not God. The problem doesn't lie in the Holy Spirit. The problem lies in us. Maybe we've had our minds set on the things of the flesh, on the things of this world. And we thought that having the Holy Spirit in our life was good enough. But you found out that that's not true. That in order for you to experience the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, you need to set your mind on the Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Parents, 
I want you to pray for your kids right now. Would you just say a short prayer to God to ask God to fill your kids with the Holy Spirit that they would understand and that they would have a desire to set their mind on the Holy Spirit. Gracious Heavenly Father, for those who have been in a spiritual slump for a while, and it could be decades, Father, I pray that this is a day that they turn to you. This is a day where they reevaluate their spiritual life and say, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to experience what it was like when I first came to know your Son, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I want to set my mind on the Spirit. And I will labor to that end. And that they will do all I can with the help of your Spirit to persevere to that end. And my prayer for all of us this morning is that we live a life being filled with the Holy Spirit because that's the best way to live our lives. That's the only way to live our lives. And that's the way God intended for you and I to live our lives. Amen.